Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the state of California. And good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the state of California, along with Patty Rising and Jeff Bell. California is in the midst of an ever-worsening drought with no end in sight. But even so, there are things that we can do and that are being done to conserve water and minimize the impact of this prolonged dry spell. There's a new report out today called Watershed Moments that shines some light on some promising drought solutions in the Bay Area. It comes from SPUR, the nonprofit public policy organization based in San Francisco, in partnership with the Greenbelt Alliance and Pacific Institute. And we're joined live today on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Laura Feinstein, who is Sustainability and Resilience Policy Director at SPUR, to talk more about it. Thank you so much for being with us. So, so your report highlights six case studies in water management that promise to make a real difference around the Bay Area. Uh, let's begin with the use of recycled water, something people probably don't think that much about, recycling water. Uh, what is happening at Valley Water in Santa Clara County? Well, thanks for having me. Um, so in Valley Water in Santa Clara County, they're uh, pretty rapidly scaling up the use of recycled water. So that's when um, instead of taking the wastewater that people flush down their toilets or that leaves the drain in the shower, instead of that just getting treated and then discarded to the bay, um, it gets treated and then reused, mainly for irrigation outside. So your report also takes a look at the use of captured rainwater at a park in South San Francisco. Can you tell us about that project? That's a really interesting project. That is right near where I live here in San Mateo County. And San Mateo County has been a real leader in using the water that falls in its, its watershed. So, you know, the Bay Area was really built on this system where we used a lot of water uh, that we imported from the Sierra Snowmelt. And we didn't really use the water that fell locally in our own watersheds. So San Mateo County has instead been um, shifting to start to use some of the creeks and rivers in its own county uh, treating that water and then using it to water a local park where kids can play. And tell us about Google, what it's doing at its new Bayview campus in Mountain View. It's, it's generating more water than it uses. That's right. So instead of, um, as you know, usually you would, you would expect that more water comes in um, than leaves an area, Google is actually managing to capture the rainwater and the stormwater and also treat all of the wastewater coming out of its building and then reuse it. So it's able to meet all the non-drinking water needs it has on its campus with all those alternative supplies. And um, in fact, there's more water leaving its system than it's actually using. 
I want to get back to the idea of recycled water. You know, you mentioned that it's used not for drinking, but for irrigation and such. I think people hear about recycling what goes down the toilet and they think, you know, yuck. Uh, how big an impact does that make? I mean, uh, uh, using that kind of water for purposes where you don't have to use fresh water, how big an impact is that? And could there come a day when that is recycled for more uses than it is now? So it is natural to have an aversion to drinking Toilet water, I feel it too. Everybody feels it. Um, but it's also important to recognize that all water is recycled. Um, you know, there's no such thing as any new water. Um, when people are drinking water from a river, usually it's been used upstream and then discharged again. And our environment is quite good at cleaning water and making it drinkable again. Um, so treating wastewater is a sped up way of purifying water so that it's usable sooner. And uh, we have the technology readily available to treat wastewater to the same purity and quality of drinking water. And while it's not legal right now in California to reuse wastewater for drinking water, it's expected that there will be um, legal uh, pathways for that in a few years. So these projects we've talked about so far, you showcase in your report, they're for businesses. They've got a lot of uh, money behind them. To what degree can some of these uh, technologies be implemented by an individual user at home? There are definitely things that people can be doing at home. Um, For example, your local water system probably offers some rebates or even free programs to upgrade things like your toilets in your home, uh, to do an audit to find any leaks. I recently got uh, Cal Water out here, and they gave me a nice new irrigation controller for free, so I waste less water outdoors. Um, there's lots of things you can be doing indoors, but in general, I tell people you don't really need to be restricting your water use. Just think about making sure that your devices are are good quality and efficient and uh, make sure that you don't have any leaks. When you talk about larger projects that, that were highlighted in your report, the capturing of rainwater and what Doug referred to as the, you know, the use of recycled water, um, which of those two options is, is more affordable? In terms of water recycling versus capturing stormwater? Correct. So um, in general, uh, water recycling uh, tends to be more affordable, um, especially when it's a big scale project. You get those efficiencies of scale. But stormwater really can be pretty affordable when you start to think about um, all the benefits it offers. So when you capture rainwater and treat it, you don't just get a new water supply. You also are reducing pollution runoff to the bay and you're often providing flood control benefits. So while recycling water is really cost-effective just as a water supply, um, capturing and using rainwater is really effective because it has multiple benefits. You know, we've seen throughout this drought that Californians really are just not conserving very much, and now we've got local water agencies getting stricter with their conservation measures. Why do you think so many people are are shrugging off the drought? Maybe it's drought fatigue after all these years, and what do you think it's going to take to get more people to take it more seriously? Well, I would argue that people do take it seriously, but I don't think we've had the right approach. I really don't think that the right way to ask people to conserve is to ask them to take shorter showers or put a bucket in their shower to water their lawn. We really need to take a more systemic approach. We need programs that offer people um, rebates and discounts to upgrade their devices and fix their leaks. We need to be doing these big-scale stormwater capture programs. 
Um, I think sometimes we tend to try to put too much responsibility on the individuals when the solutions are bigger scale than that. All right. Well, thank you so much. Obviously, a problem we're going to be dealing with a lot uh, in the near term and the long term, probably, too. Laura Feinstein, Sustainability and Resilience Policy Director at SPUR in San Francisco on this new report, Watershed Moments, about some promising drought solutions here in the Bay Area. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 